all gas, no brake. We're going to be a special team, baby. We're going for the Super Bowl. The kid stepped up. The kid stepped up. Where's two? Waggy sauce, Gardner. Hit it! Another win. It came at a cost, but you know what? That's what happens in life, and good teams find a way to overcome it. If you're looking for the woe is me attitude and the crying and the we're cursed, this isn't the podcast for you. It's the Jets White Podcast. Jake, Sean, Lorenzo, guys, five and two. It feels good, I, I, albeit some brutal circumstances that we will get to. But first, I, I just want to ask how everyone's doing and talk about the game before we get into some other stuff. Doing well. I'm, I'm glad to be back on. It was a, a long week last week, but um. I'll be honest, I felt better after Victory Mondays, but um, I'll definitely take the win on the road. I'm definitely doing well as well. You know, it was definitely a rough, rough Victory Monday, but hey, we're five and two. We've been asking for wins for a long time, and here we, we are. Five and two. It feels so good to say it rolls off the tongue. A lot to discuss tonight, but we have to start with Sunday's game. And where does everyone want to start off? Because uh, I think I have to start off by praising this defense. I mean, what can you say? Yeah, I mean, this defense came to play um, not only this week, but the, the past week as well. And listen, man, we we they really didn't have any momentum. The Broncos didn't have really um, a lot of momentum um, during this game, especially the second half where, you know, we weren't really scoring points either. But um, we, def- you know, it was good to see that we shut them out in the second half. The secondary is playing out of their minds. Marcus Joyner playing well. White Ed playing well, and obviously our two cornerbacks plus Michael Carter, they're all playing well and working as a unit. It's just really good to see what what a turnaround uh, they made. Is it a laughable statement to say that Sauce Gardner is the league's best corner? Because I certainly don't think so. I don't think it's I don't think it's laughable now. Who's playing better than him this year? He's. I gotta he's, look at the stats. I don't know. He's a. Uh... He's locked down, man. He's locked down. A lot of wide receivers are, as as the now as Ian Eagle said on Sunday, lost in the sauce. Um, now I'm loving it so far. I don't know what Brett Rippon was thinking at the end of that game. And by the way, I just have to start off with this. I don't know what you guys were saying, but I was sitting here watching with some of my buddies. I mean, uh, Charles Davis. I mean, what, what is this? A full on love fest for Brett Rippon? <laughs> oh, that's the most confident I've seen Brett Rippon. He doesn't look like a backup. He's stepping into his throws. I mean, give me a break. It, it felt like I was watching the freaking TBS uh, broadcasts uh, rooting <laughs> against the Yankees the whole time. I mean, well, that's another disgrace for another day. But, but, but Charles Davis, I mean, come on, guy. He, he embarrassed himself. I don't know if he used to play for the Broncos or not. Forgive me if I'm not too familiar with Charles Davis, but. That was embarrassing, but Brett Rippon looked awful. He couldn't complete, especially in the second half. He was terrible, and I don't know what he was doing trying out Sauce Gardner with the game on the line. I mean, anybody else on the field? DJ Reed was playing a great game too, but uh, Sauce, the anchor of the defense, it it appears to be the heart and soul of the team. These guys love Sauce. I don't know if you ever see his interviews after the game with like the SNY people or any other media personalities. The, The guy, I've never seen... And we've seen it before here and there, but all these guys love Sauce. I think he's really the alpha of the Jets roster right now. He's just eight games into his career, seven games into his career. I, I've never seen anything like this before, if we're being quite honest. No, especially, I mean, listen, his his persona is 
has a lot of swag, man. And like, that's something that we needed like tremendously that game changing, not only personality, but guy in the field and, you know, his, his, he's backing up his, his play, you know, a lot of guys, I mean, early in the season said like, you know, he loved to talk trash and, you know, he's, his plays backing up right now. He's just a full package on the field, off the field, the name. And I think they, they just kept trying sauce because hoping for a flag, you know, he's a physical player, but it's been working and, uh, very, very fun player to watch. He might have gotten away with one on Sutton, I must say, but yeah. he's starting to get the superstar calls. Rightfully so. Brandon Marshall used to say that Terrell Revis would get the Jordan treatment back in the day. I don't know if anybody remembers that. And uh, you know, <laughs> I've had my I've had my uh, my access to grime with Brandon Marshall over the years, but water under the bridge now. There's some brighter times ahead, guys. The secondary though. Aside from Sauce, DJ Reed, what a signing. Is DJ Reed the best Jets signing that we've had? And I, I don't even, I can't think of a better signing than DJ Reed. And we didn't even pay him a lot of money either. Yeah, I think he goes, I mean, definitely not number one, number two. I mean, again, just another guy who's who's coming to play every week. Um, and yeah, his presence is is definitely much needed on the field. And not only that, but he's a, our, you know, our number two corner. And he's, you know, that that hit he laid on, on Judy um was definitely did not you know did not go unnoticed there that hit really fired me up but yeah man, just, just a great veteran to have and like what what more can you ask for out of him and sauce right now they're they're playing great and honestly i was getting a little annoyed because we weren't able to cover cover that tight end uh Dultrick was his name whatever the rookie he actually looked yeah. pretty good but i didn't really like the matchups with him lamarcus joiner was having a little bit of a rough first half and the second half he came to play got that interception the thing about joiner um, that Jordan Whitehead doesn't do too well. He gets his hands on the ball. If, if he, he's not dropping interceptions out there, I mean, Jordan Whitehead, oh my God, can you catch the ball, please? At the end of the game, I almost had a freaking heart attack. I mean, the, at the end of the game was just shaping up for the Denver Broncos to score a touchdown. Aside from that bogus, it, come on, that's an interception at the end of the game on CJ Mosley, who, by the way, this is the CJ Mosley we signed up for from the Baltimore Ravens. He looks spectacular out there. But that was a bogus call. And Jordan Whitehead, can you catch the ball? I mean, it, it couldn't have been that. You could have found fans out of the stands to catch that ball. And Jordan Whitehead dropped it. I think he dropped it twice, not once, right, if I'm not mistaken. I, oh. But we held on. The defense locked down the pass rush. First half was a little invisible. We weren't really getting much of a, a rush on uh, Brett Rippon. But Quinton Williams had the biggest play of the day that hit on Brett Rippon, forced that whole interception. This is the Quinton Williams breakout first real big tour of big time play in the NFL. And I'm here for it, man. He Quinton Williams, another spectacular game from you. Yeah, I mean, listen, shout it. out to the shout out to the defensive line coach that he yelled at against the Bengals, because that really <laughs> just un unlocked them. He has, you know, not only, you know, making uh, uh, plays every week, but he has the most pressures in the league or tied at least. So that's, um, you know, that's definitely a good, a good thing to, a good thing to see from the, you know, inside defensive line. And he had next to none for the first two weeks yeah. since arguing with the coach. <laughs> I'm, I'm viewing the reversal of the Mosley pick, uh, them making it right for that. I think we got away with the Zach fumble that they didn't call fumble. I think nah, that we got fumble. away with one there. You think so? Yeah, we got away I, with one. I, I, thought, I, thought I thought I saw his arm. No, 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 that, that, not by, no bias there. I, I thought that was down by contact. You think so? I don't I didn't the think The ball was, was coming fumble. out and he flings it. 
Yeah, but he was forced down though. I thought with that hand. I, I mean, uh, that would have been that would have been tough to overturn because they, they called it um, yeah. an incomplete pass or whatever on the field. I mean, what's Zach? That we'll get to him, but oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, one last thing on the defense. Also, these linebackers, aside from C.J. Mosley, Quan Alexander, that guy is a heat-seeking missile out there with Quincy Williams. I love this linebacking core. I I can't believe that those words were even a thought in my mind. This is a, this linebacking core is really showing up the play, and I, I this was a big concern for me before the season started. We have such a fast team where teams can't really check it down on us, these running backs and tight ends anymore, and get all these yak yards because we have linebackers that are – they're just all over the field. In a, in a blink of an eye, they are around the ball carrier, always around the ball, making tackles, not missing tackles. Yeah, they might be a little thin. They might – you know, they don't really have a true bruiser to stop the run that the Jets have had in the past, especially David Harris is a guy that comes to mind. But you put David Harris in pass coverage, it was never good. But, uh, yeah – the linebackers stellar all around. I really think everybody on the defense has was completely stellar, albeit a little bit of a rough first half for some guys, but that second half, that defense said, we're not losing this game. And that's what all good defenses do. Yeah. I mean, listen, the defense was the MVP um, of yesterday's game. And honestly, like those are games that we lose in the past. And, you know, I'm glad that it's, it's kind of a new person each week um, or new group rather uh, making, making the plays for us. So, um, no, it was definitely a team win. And they're just playing like a well-coached team right now. I mean, they, they go on the road and win in Denver, win in Lambeau, win in Pittsburgh. Like, those are not easy places to play. And uh just love what I'm seeing out of that. The offense. Not the best day at the office for the offense. Brees Hall, we have to start with it, guys. We, we I'm glad that the football gods gave us one more little – smile from Brees Hall. It wasn't just a complete loss day. We, Hey, listen, we lose this game without Brees Hall yesterday. The, the quarter and a half we had of Brees, it sucks. And I, I, I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say, but I'm not just – I'm not going to sit here and just pout. The team is five and two, but take take me through what you guys have to say because, uh, listen, I think we, the, the train's still moving. No, the train is definitely still moving, but, like, I just went, like – those two guys, you know, Brees and AVT were just playing phenomenal all year. Team first guys, just like really good locker room guys. Like Vera Tucker. Like those are, you know, listen, I, I'm not going to be what was me right now, but those are two big losses. And um, obviously we, we wish them all the best in their recovery, but um, it's tough to replace those guys. You know, we're going to have to do some things. Michael Floor, switch it up a little, little bit. But um, yeah, I think those are definitely two big losses for us. But um, the train is still moving. It's definitely heartbreaking. I mean, for, for us, it sucks, but just for the players, it just really sucks for them. I mean, Brees, obviously young, and the ACL is not, not what it used to be, but it took Saquon a good two years to come back right. But I've, I have faith that Brees can, uh, can come back right. It just sucks losing your two best players on offense this far. But, hey, the train moves. We're here for wins. It's just – here's the thing, and I'm glad Douglas made a move that we'll talk about to wrap up the show, but this, it would be such a loser mentality just to be like, Oh, well now we're in assess mode. We're going to play the young guys. And I I hear all these, these people that aren't jet fans from the outside saying, Oh, it's unfair to really judge this team and this quarterback and this coaching staff. And 
we shouldn't be expecting to make the playoffs. No, no, no. This team is still a playoff team with or without Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker. Every year you see these good teams make the playoffs. They have big injuries to key guys. I don't want to hear that nonsense, bro. If we want to be a good team and a good playoff caliber team that is in the hunt every single year, making the playoffs and we're really building this program to where it needs to go. We need to have some damn depth depth. We need guys to step up and replace key players. That's what good coaching staffs do. So I, I don't want to hear any of this nonsense, bro. We're, we're the, the playoffs are still well within sight. We control our own destiny. Let's go. Bring on these division rivals. I get it. Brees Wall was a tough loss. The Jets traded for James Robinson. Great. Michael Carter, by the way, one thing about Michael Carter, can we please throw him the ball more? I mean, three points the Jets don't have yesterday if it wasn't for Michael Carter. You see how fast he was? when they, You see that on that little crossing route? Took him right in field goal range. So I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not of that mindset. And I'm excited to see what Michael Carter can do. Yeah, I mean, listen, you, you said it perfectly. I don't think we're – at this point in the season, we're not going to – it's it's not the woe is me attitude phase. We have to keep moving. And like you said, man, every team who's even made the playoffs or made the Super Bowl has had injuries, uh, you know, throughout their season. So we just got to guys got to step up. And that's that's the nature of the game. And that's football. Honestly, you know, how many injuries have we seen across the league this year? It's it's been it's, it's almost been alarming. But, um, yeah, we got to keep moving forward. And um, you know, obviously, we'll talk more in depth about this later. But um, I do like the James, the, the James Robinson trade. And I think that, um, you know, he won't be Brees Hall, but he can definitely be effective in this offense. And the NFL is still wide open this year. There's still plenty of uh, winnable games left on the schedule and, you know, just got to pick up the pieces and go. And this is this is still a good team without them, guys. Obviously, it sucks, but this is still a good team and I'm excited to see what they can do. We have to address this as well because, Sean, we recorded on Thursday last week and I think this happened – Friday, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not too sure. Oh, Elijah April. Moore. <laughs> Somebody take it away. <laughs> Listen, man. Elijah Moore, that was that trade request debacle last week was pure selfishness. And, you know, a lot of people are always, you know, most of the time pro player and these type of things. But how are you going to request a trade in your second year in the NFL? on a four and win now five, five win team on the verge of making, you know, doing damage in the playoffs and, you know, throughout the season, it's just, it's, it's pure selfishness. And I hope he saw what happened on Sunday that, you know, when honestly, when we needed him the most, when guys are getting hurt that he wasn't there and he was sitting on his couch. And I hope that, you know, he can come back from this. You know, I still, I'm still root for him because he's on my team, but um, I need better from a team point teammate standpoint i just i want to know who is giving this kid advice because like you have zero you have no leg to stand on whatsoever your team is winning there's this clips of you in the past saying that you only care about winning even if you get the ball zero times so this is just it's it's hard to look worse than what than what he just did to himself but hey they said they're not going to trade him he was back in the building today you got to I don't know if you apologize to your teammates or make a public apology, but hey, just put your head down and play now because like you got to earn that respect back for everybody. Yeah, trading him is definitely not an option because the Jets are in no position to be trading away young playmakers, especially with all the injuries racking up. No thanks. And Corey Davis is now also hurt. The Jets aren't trading him or Denzel Mims, who, hey, Denzel Mims helped the Jets win on Sunday. That was a huge block on that Brees, Brees Hall touchdown. Shout out to Mims. 
So, yeah, Elijah Moore. I'm, I'm willing to let bygones be bygones because, hey, the train's moving and it's leaving the station. It's either – and this is what Robert Sala needs to tell him. It's, hey, you can either be a part of this because we're not trading you and put your head down and get back to work and earn everybody's respect back, or you know what? You can stay home because we're not trading you. We're not giving into your demands to just trade you for pennies on the dollars. We invested a second-round pick in you, a high second-round pick. That was a borderline first-round pick. You know, you, you came into the league with this whole mantra of I'm an underdog. I should have been a first-round pick. I'm this. I'm that. Everybody's praising you. You got A.J. Brown, who I think th- I think that plays a huge role in Elijah Moore's persona. And enough with A.J. Brown. You guys aren't teammates. You guys are college friends. Enough. You're on the Jets. You don't play for the Eagles. You don't play for the Ole Miss, whatever their mascot's name. I forget. Who cares about Ole Miss? But anyway, um, enough. I think that's a big problem with Elijah Moore, too. So if you want to pout about it and be a baby and complain about targets, stay home. Because there's guys on the team, they're not getting theirs right now in the passing game. Do we see Garrett Wilson, the 10th overall pick, who really helped the Jets win a game this year, complain about targets being the 10th overall pick? Corey Davis, he's a veteran player. He's not really complaining about targets. I mean, I granted, it's more than Elijah Moore, but it's not like he's going off for 150 and a touchdown every game. No, they're tight ends. They signed big deals to come here. They're not really getting targeted too much. Nobody is really getting theirs in the passing game because we've been running the ball so effectively. So if Elijah Moore wants to get with the program, great. If not, stay home. That's it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fact. And l- listen, I think, uh, you know, a wide receiver, they're always going to pl- complain about their targets or wanting to be more involved in the offense. That's so many guys in the NFL do that, but there's a, there's a way to go about it, in my opinion. Not that yeah, way. Definitely not that way. You, you don't ask for a trade. Like, sure, you can you complain to the coaches and, what that, and whatnot, but you got to keep that stuff in-house. So, like, I don't, I don't blame him for wanting the ball, but just the worst way to go about it. It's horrible. But we need him, bottom line, because back to Sunday's game. The passing attack, my goodness gracious, it was terrible. It was terrible. I don't know. I don't know what really needs to be fixed, but Zach Wilson, guy, you, you got to know when a play is over. I mean, all the time I think this kid is rolling out. I'm like, okay, here comes an interception. We were fortunate that, listen, he could have a lot more interceptions this year. I mean, I hate when he does that stupid stuff with the underhand tosses when the play is over. Just take the sack throw it out of bounds, do whatever to it. I even hate when he has to flick it or underhand because that could be a fumble, bro. Like enough. We have a great defense. You need, you need to have a better sense of awareness out there and know the freaking flow of the game as a quarterback. You need to know that, Hey, this is a close game here. Almost kind of manage the game a little bit and just know the time and place for your erratic play. Because I, I we could have lost this game yesterday because of him. Seriously. This was a game that we could have lost if any of those scrambles would have gone the wrong way. So and it's just, it was bad yesterday, bro. He did not look, and he's supposed to be the second overall pick elevating the team through all these injuries. And we were winning in spite of him yesterday. Yeah. It did not look great. And um, he's in, in, in the four games that he's been back. Um, I would say he's had probably one and a half good games, maybe two. I think the Pittsburgh game in the second half, obviously uh, Miami, um, he played, he played pretty well, but it's just a lot of inconsistencies. You know, he's still missing the easy throws at times. The footwork is still off. Um, and those things need to be cleaned up because, honestly, if there were times yesterday where, you know, this game could have been over in the third quarter. You know, they, the interception, if we get a touchdown there, you know, we're getting good field position at times. We just have to keep moving the ball. And 
Um, there were, I think, like five or six drives where it was just three and out or, or three plays in the offense for each drive. So that that needs to change. Yeah, simply put, he just has not been good. Uh, in fairness to him, at least he hasn't turned the ball over. Like, yes, there's, there's been a bunch of scary plays, which you do not want to see. Like, he should know by now when to give up, give up on a play. But, yeah, we just got to see more out of him. And, listen, he's only played, I think, 17 or 18 games so far. So, I mean, the clock's definitely ticking on him. He's He's got to show more. But, hey, we're still winning, and he's not turned the ball over. I get it. He hasn't turned the ball over. But at the same time, if you really watch these games the way we do, he could have turned the ball over three times yesterday easily. Yeah, the Green Bay game. Yeah. There's, there's, there's still too many scary plays. I, I, I definitely agree. So he, he needs to figure it out. And maybe we need to cut him a little bit of slack because, hey, he didn't have a preseason. He didn't practice for like a month before coming back. And this Denver defense, nobody's done anything against them. And even Green Bay's defense, they're pretty stingy too, especially at Lambeau Field. All right. I get it, you know. But still, it needs to get better because, bro, this kid is the second overall pick. This isn't like we're playing with a backup quarterback. This isn't like we found some random veteran to just be a stopgap guy for the year that isn't the future. It wasn't even like this kid was a late-round pick. This is the second overall pick. You were drafted to make others better. Seriously, in times like this where there's injuries all over the place, injuries to the offensive line, injuries to the receivers, the running backs, you were drafted to elevate the team, and you're not doing that right now. And I hope that changes, sincerely. Yeah, I think that's I think that's extremely fair. I think the thing that frustrates frustrates me the most with Zach at times is that like I feel like we've seen him, pl- you know, make these accurate throws like off you know off platform throws, these things like that. But it's like when it comes down to like a simple ten yard throw, he's just not making that at times. That's what gets me upset because it's not like it's not like the talent isn't there. It's just like almost like the mental side of the game or just like little things that he's just not doing. When he feels pressure, his feet just like. He never sets his feet when he feels that pressure. And we got to, I mean, the offensive line line injuries are killing us because, like, we've all seen the stats, the stats with him with the clean pocket and stuff. So this got figured out at the end of the day. Listen, I will give him credit, though. One area where I think he got a lot better in is throwing to running backs out of the backfield. I know how pathetic that might sound, but that was an area that was really bad when he first came into the league and we saw it at the beginning of last year, that looks like it's been cleaned up. But yesterday, the throw to Uzama off that beautifully designed RPO, my man, you got to make that throw. He was in stride. That could have been a 20 yard. Who knows where he's at? Uzama's very fast with the ball in his hand. That infuriated me. Even the throw to Denzel, you got Denzel Mims killed because he threw it behind him out there. So he needs to be better. And the schedule, I get it. It might get a little bit better. I mean, he's got Belichick on Sunday. I hope we'll talk about that at another time and place. But, um, yeah, Zach Wilson needs to be better. And I also need to put a little bit of blame on the coaching staff. Can we please see some deep shots down the field? Do we have, a, do we have any play designs for every, – every jet play design is, I feel like, for 10 to 20 yards, like 10 to 15 yards. There's no, like, shot plays – there's none of that. I don't understand what, what Mike LaFleur does sometimes. The passing concepts are horrible. And my one fear was coming into the year, I said it to you guys a lot, they don't have a guy to catch the ball down the field. Yeah, we're seeing that. We're definitely seeing it. All, they all look like the same receiver out there. That is very true. And honestly, even when they were, you know, 
throwing the ball deep, it was to Elijah Moore, which is a five nine receiver. Like we need, we need I a burner. <laughs> we need a burner. <laughs> Not that, even a burner. We just need a guy to go up and get it. Like I mean, we look around the league. Like guy, a guy like Claypool, a prime time Kenny Galladay. Corey Davis was supposed to be that guy, but it's tough to get on him though. He's, he's definitely been our most stable receiver of late. It's it seems from the game plan they're kind of uh, not scared, but let's say tentative to really cut Zach loose because they're they're trying to win games. They're afraid he's going to lose them the game. Yeah, and that Which, that is definitely depressing. But I I don't think they have the personnel man to really air it out like. They don't. Who's going to really blow the top off this defense that they have? Who's yeah. going to go up and get it? Maybe, uh, maybe Denzel Mims. No, it's definitely it's not <laughs> Denzel Mims. I, I hate to get on Denzel Mims because you know, I kind of do feel bad for the guy, and he should be active moving forward. It, it, and also, why is Jeff Smith playing? Enough, enough like, of <laughs> Jeff Smith. There, there's a big third down in the game yesterday. We're scheming up plays for Jeff Smith. And there was a good throw by Zach, too. He put it right in the breadbasket, right between the numbers. And I got to see Jeff Smith drop the ball. Enough. Uh, stop playing him. Make him inactive. Doesn't Mims play special teams? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I no, Listen, I definitely agree. I was, I think I texted you that. I was like, why are you to Jeff Smith on third downs? Um, but, yeah. Well, you know, hopefully Elijah Moore can get his act together. And that could be him instead. I can't believe Jeff Smith is still here. <laughs> and he, it's terrible. And he plays, bro. And he yeah. plays. <laughs> Jeff Smith. I mean, my goodness gracious. And the Jets, I got to give a shout out to the special teams because they have, they've been awesome all year. I mean, this guy, Hardy, doesn't do anything for the defense, but we have corners. That's all good. Hardy, big time special teams guy. Brandon Eccles, another great special teams player. Got that punt down at the one yard line. We finally have a kicker. I don't get Ajda when he's out there. <laughs> what a miracle. And the punter. <laughs> hey, man, like, I think we've, we've all, I mean, listen, Braden, man, we, we were calling for his, his, uh, his job after week one, but he's, he's, uh, he's gotten a lot better. And yeah, the special teams is, it's helping us out a lot. I mean, with field position, that's, that's everything in the game. They've been huge. They've, they've definitely been a big part of us winning these games so far, but they've been just huge, man watching the, the Pats uh, Bears game in my peripheral right now. This guy, Justin Fields, is awful. Awful. Just wanted to put it out there. I, I, that better be a W on our schedule. <laughs> but, yeah, man, the special teams, shout out to them. Good teams, and we're not really skilled enough yet offensively. Special teams has to help us win these games, whether that be field position or getting a score, and the Jets' special teams have absolutely rose up to the occasion. So um, good job by them. Elijah Vera Tucker out for the year. Sucks. No other way around it. That's a tough one. I don't really see how the Jets replace AVT, but is it fair for me to really be concerned more about who? Because I think it will be George Fant in due time. I do. I think Fant will probably be back. I don't think he'll be activated this week. I think next week George Fant will try to give it a go. I really I think so. Or perhaps maybe after that bye, maybe give him three more weeks because I think they have what? I think they'll maybe activate him next week, and then he has three more weeks to be elevated off the IR. I think after that bye, we'll, we, we will see George Fant, and I think George Fant will be all right. I do. Hopefully he's rested and we get the George Fant from last year back. Is it more – is it 
fair to be more concerned about Lake and Tomlinson because he has been awful for the Jets so far this year. I'll be honest. Um, yeah, I, I it's been awful. He's there was one play where like he just didn't move off the line. I think we've all seen it on on Twitter where like he just didn't move. He just didn't move. Like, bro. <laughs> Every week he's he's trying to get Zach killed, but he's like, getting paid a lot of money. I, dude, I'm concerned. It's not like he's playing right guard. Remember that was the whole thing before the season started. It was all he's never he's never not played left guard. We got to play him at left guard. Make him, you know, he doesn't have that excuse. It's been bad. It's been very bad. He's been bad. Um, I I, I just hope he figures figures it out. It, he just didn't move. Like I'm, it's still mind boggling. <laughs> he did not move off the line, and I was just very concerned. Yeah, he was very fortunate that Elijah Vera Tucker didn't get moved back to guard because I think. I would have rather played the other guy, Herbig, over uh, Lake and Tomlinson. At right, that, Herbig's very good. I gotta say, he's no, he's definitely been solid. I think, um, I think the line has been okay. They haven't been like absolutely terrible, and they haven't been great. But you know, we got to figure it out. We have what five five tackles been on IR this season for us, and it's been seven games in. So hopefully, guys stay healthy. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, despite the injuries, they definitely have to figure it out. And Lincoln Tomlinson has definitely been a disappointment so, so far. But, hey, he's got time to figure it out, and he better because he's getting paid a lot of money to be good, and he's has not been good. Yeah, it, it is definitely a concern. But, hey, George Fant hopefully comes back healthy. A little bit of too many penalties yesterday from the offensive line, particularly my friend Dwayne Brown. Yes, my friend Dwayne Brown, because I, I can't believe this. Where, where would we be without Dwayne Brown right now? with ABT out for the year. I mean, it's just such a crazy game that football is because you think Elijah Vera Tucker, oh, maybe he could be the left tackle. Dwayne Brown, oh, great. We got two tackles. We got that all squared away to thank God. we Dwayne Brown went from a guy that I didn't think would play this year to the saving grace at left tackle for the New York Jets. That, that sums up the NFL right there. So a little too many penalties from, from Brown, some uh, – Things that were a little rough. I mean, that one off the edge that he, I don't know if he really picked up the guy. I don't know what really happened there um, on that one of many Zach stupid rollouts to the right. Um, but Dwayne Brown, I have faith in him. He, he's the Wally vet. He is, uh, he's going to be all right, Dwayne Brown. So, um, yeah, the offense needs to get better. But going back to this trade for James Robinson, guys. Six-round pick, not a ton of commitment. Uh, James Robinson has another year left on his contract. He will be a restricted free agent after next season. So we are going into next training camp, potentially, with Brees Hall, Michael Carter, James Robinson. Was James Robinson a guy that you would have loved to have had? Was there maybe somebody else that you would have preferred? Or uh, take me through that whole thought process. Um, I think I, I, I definitely like the move. I, I wouldn't say love just yet. I think obviously that, you know, that could potentially be something, but we have, have to see what's on the field, but, um, definitely like the move. I think it was, you know, the price wasn't too much. We have him for next year as well. It, you know, with breeze being out for the year and potentially some, some part of training camp. So, um, I definitely think that that took, um, you know, that's what, that's why Joe Douglas made the deal, but I think he could be effective in this, um, in this run game, you know, he's he's played behind a bad, bad Jacksonville offensive line for um, the first two years. So um, hopefully we can, you know, open up some holes for him and he can do some things. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I, I definitely like the move. I mean, 
Brees goes down, obviously, and you need a pairing with Michael Carter because God knows we do not want to see any Ty Johnson. But he's he's oh, the God. the perfect pairing with uh MC because he's like like a power back. Uh, you know, we get the short yardage. He's good at finding the hole. Doesn't really have that burst like Brees has, obviously. But and it, isn't he a restricted free agent after this year? I think after I thought it was next year. He's a restricted free agent. I thought it was after this year. Hold on. Regardless, who cares? A restricted free agent, the Jets will keep him anyway. So yeah, exactly. It is what it is there. I just I have to do my weekly uh, rant of the Jets beat. I mean, are these guys kidding me? I, I see this this Brian Costello from the New York Post saying, ah, the Jets, the Jets are fine. They, they should keep the running backs they have on the roster with uh, Ty Johnson and Bam Knight being elevated to go after Michael Carr. I mean, are you freaking kidding me, guy? I mean, come on, just say you don't want to see the team win. For real. What is that? And then I got to see Connor Hughes tweet, expect to see Ty Johnson on third day. We just made, made a trade for a guy <laughs> for a reason. Ty Johnson hasn't played since week two on offense. You're going to tell me that Ty Johnson should be playing. Th- I mean, maybe early downs, if anything. On third downs, this guy doesn't know how to block people, pick up blitzes, or can't catch the ball. He's useless on third downs. And this guy is trying to tell us, oh, he should be playing on third downs. I mean, do, are these people... Do they, do they just want to see the Jets fail in every facet? They're just like praying that something goes wrong, I think. Obviously, you know, they're not bad humans praying for people to get hurt. But uh, really, oh, Douglas shouldn't trade. We really need that sixth-round pick. God forbid you try to help a team that hasn't gone to the playoffs for 12 years. Yeah, we, we need that sixth-round pick, though. I mean, g- give me a break. So th- that's what I have to say there. As far as Robinson goes, listen, not the sexiest thing to do. I don't. Um, I preferred Kareem Hunt. I saw Kareem Hunt, who was arguably the best running back in the National Football League his rookie year and his second year before he did, uh, you know, obviously something we do not condone here. And I think that may have played a role in Joe Douglas's thought process by not going to get Kareem Hunt. Obviously, the checkered pass with the domestic violence incident especially here in New York, it definitely could have been brought under a microscope. And who knows if Kareem Hunt is the best guy. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, unless you guys know Kareem Hunt personally, I personally don't. So um, that's what I would have preferred. I think that they were also scared off by the $3 million he was owed for half a season of work. That could have been Woody Johnson being like, whoa, you know, can can we find somebody else here? I mean, James Robinson is due like $600,000 this year being an undrafted free agent out of college. So, if you probably, if you would have asked me who my plan B was, I probably would have told you James Robinson um, of all the realistic guys. So I like it. I think that a lot of people are going to get carried away and think that James Robinson is this de facto starter. I think this is a lot more of a timeshare now with between him and Michael Carter. I'm not sure that James Robinson is even better than Michael Carter, but he's a bigger back. He'll help us on short yardage and goal lines, which Michael Carter, being a smaller guy, that wasn't really his MO. So I like it. Caught 60 passes his rookie year, or excuse me, uh, 49 in 14 games. That's not terrible. So I like it, but I don't love it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think, and I think that's very fair. I think, again, if he, you know, fulfills his duty and plays his role, I think we'll, we'll come to love it. But, you know, for the, for the price, I definitely think it's a, it was a good move. And listen, I'm just glad Joe Douglas made a move because, like Sean and, and you alerted, alluded to earlier, like we should not be trusting Ty Johnson with meaningful snaps. And 
I don't think that's, I think that's very fair to say. Yeah. I, I just mentioned before, but it's a, it's a nice pairing with him and Michael Carter. And it's nice to see, to see uh, Joe Douglas go for it because this is the first time he has a good team and he recognizes that and he is n- n- not scared to spend a sixth or fifth round pick to getting running back to help the team now. Yeah, and this was a typical winner's move by Joe Douglas. He sees opportunity this year. The team is five and two. I would have been freaking fume. And I didn't, it wasn't even a thought. And this is how much Joe Douglas has really grown on me and the trust I have in this guy. I expect him to do the right things moving forward. It might not be the guys that I love, but listen, I'm not a, I'm not a talent evaluator. I'm just a fan watching this like everybody else. I know a lot of fans like to get a little carried away. Like, listen, you guys aren't scouts, so. I get it, but you guys are entitled to your opinions. You guys are fans. That's great. But whenever I think a move needs to be made and a particular area needs to be addressed, Joe Douglas does it. It might not be who I particularly want, but like I said, I'm not a talent evaluator. So hopefully this does work out. I'm glad that this sends a very good message also to the team that, hey, we're the goal is still the playoffs this year. Don't, don't sulk and don't hang your heads because of injuries. It's going to happen. We need other guys to step up. We just went out and got a guy who ran for a thousand yards, I believe, his rookie season. Let's go. This this is a message to everybody involved that stick to the task at hand. And I love that from Joe Douglas. Yeah, as do I. And listen, it shows that, you know, he has confidence in this team and this coaching staff as well. And I mean, listen, we have a, I feel like we have a lot of really good guys in this locker room, um, a lot of guys that you you want to cheer for as fans. Um, and yeah, I've listened. The, the mojo on the team has been pretty, pretty good this this first seven weeks. And you know, let's let's keep the keep the train moving. Yeah, it, like you guys said, it just sends a great message. You know, this team's ready to win, and I'm sure the players appreciate it. And you know, the team's five and two. This, if you would have said we're five and two through the first seven, we would have said I'm taking that every time, and I don't believe you. But here we are. <laughs> and it's funny too because, like, you know, I've had that before with the woe is us, and of course, typical Jets. If the Jets were sitting here at one and six and Brees Hall was the only player worth watching and was the only rookie succeeding or anything, okay, I understand that. That's that's justified. Or even but anything below a winning record. All right, I probably would have heard you out. But at five and two, I don't want to hear any of that, bro. I really don't. It gets me, it gets my blood boiling to see all that because we've been begging and just pleading for this team to be a competitive winning football team for years now. And we finally have one. This, this stuff happens to good teams. So you find me a team in the league that doesn't have an injury or two. You can't. So I'm glad Joe Douglas made that move. Who knows what how it will look on Sunday. But we closed the book on this week. I'm going to say it a lot this year. The train is moving. Hop on board if you're with it. If not, see you later. Because I love the direction that this team is heading in. And the coaching staff deserves a ton of credit, too. I mean, 4-0 on the road. Major props to the coaching staff. If going to Denver, I don't care if it's against Brett Rippon, Brett Favre at 50 years old, or whoever. 4-0 on the road is impressive. Going a mile high and winning there against anybody is impressive. A place the Jets have struggled in for years going a mile high and beating. And we've been losing to bad quarterbacks a mile high. We lost to Teddy Bridgewater last year, like 26 to nothing. And uh, Tim Tebow at mile high. I mean, seriously, we, we don't win there. So credit to the coaching staff and my eyes are set for Sunday, man, because I want revenge in the worst possible way on this football team, the New England Patriots, who, by the way, I don't know if you guys are paying attention to the game. Are Is anybody? No. 
Bailey Zappi is now a quarterback. Bailey oh, Zappi wow. just led two touchdown drives. Wow. And the Patriots are winning for it. So it, I think it's going to be Bailey Zappi on Sunday. And wouldn't it just be wonderful for everybody? Oh, Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi. The old Jets, they get smoked by Bailey Zappi. Not Zappi. These Jets, I think they expose them. This, is, this Jets defense is something the Patriots haven't seen at all this year. And I, I, I am ecstatic for this game static it's gonna it's gonna be a great day i i feel it the vibes are are gonna be good and you know what i'm the the debut of the all blacks and we're gonna be there everybody wondering at home come on you can't you you can't ask you can't ask for 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 better than that hey it's a big game for for all parties the team the fans you know we're at home it's against the pats the pats kicked our ass last year they got zach hurt last year it's time to hand Bill Belichick an L at home, and I can't wait. The homecoming game, resigning as the coach after a day, always scoffing at the Jets and running up the score on the Jets, those stupid remarks again. I, I am I can't stand losing to this guy. I hate him. It, no other way around it. I would love nothing more than at our home stadium – this is going to be the most electric Jets home game of the season, potentially, or so far to date, the most electric home game since that 2015 win over the Patriots where Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, and Eric Decker caught the touchdown in overtime after the Patriots tried some nonsense. To, that, that's a little Belichick thing to the Jets. He tried giving us the ball to start overtime. Oh, I, I, I want to take it to this guy in the worst possible way. And Robert Sala, you better be going around to everybody's locker this week and be like, quick. And I don't don't think the guys are doing this anyway. No complaining about the past with the injuries. Elijah Moore, you're back. Forget it, guys. We need to beat these guys on Sunday and we need to take it to them. And I, this defense is going to set the tone on Sunday. I can't wait to be there with you guys and everybody that, you know, I see the excitement (laughs) on my, I just, I've never been this excited, man. I've never been this excited to go to the stadium on Sunday. Seriously. It's gonna be a fun one, and let's get this defense rocking, man. And it's that's as a fan, I'm gonna be yelling all all day, all day. Yeah. I, I remember Rex Ryan calling the fans on the radio in 2009, saying he wants the fans to to be at their best, and I will I will be at my best on Sunday. Gave him all. He gave him a game ball after that game. Wow, MetLife is gonna be insane. They we deserve a game like this with with this built up anticipation, and hey. Bob Sahala is going to have those guys ready to play. Bulletin board material Belichick has given us for years, over 20 years of bulletin board material. I can't wait. This is a new day for the Jets on Sunday, and we will be back on Thursday to break that all down. I also have a special surprise for everybody on Thursday. I'm not e- I will not even tell you to. It is a special surprise for Thursday's podcast. You don't want to miss it. If you've been a long list, long and loyal listener to the Jets Way podcast, you will appreciate it. And speaking of loyal listeners, if you are new to the program, please leave us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We definitely appreciate it. It helps out the program a lot. Guys, talk to everybody on Thursday to break down this heated rivalry on Sunday. As always, go Jets. Go Jets.